Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for November 2nd, 2008. And we're going to be continuing our study on Obama. And uh, this next article is from uh, Friday Church News Notes, October 31st. It's entitled, Obama's Mentor Honored Lucifer. Here's another guy that is a, a mentor of Obama. And again, for, for, the, for the ones that had emailed me with the audacity to say that I'm making this stuff up and I have no documentation on regard to this. You know, there's so much documentation on Obama. It's probably, it's been one of the easiest studies I've ever done as far as backing up what I'm saying because there's so much proof out there to prove this man is the devil, um, uh, the devil that he is, okay? Not the devil, but, you know, he is a devil. And this one isn't uh, from Saul Alinsky, a mentor of Barack Obama, he honored Lucifer in his book, Rules for Radicals. Listen to this. In the front of the book, he says, lest we forget, at the least, an over-the-shoulder acknowledgement to the very first radical. Now, this is in the front of the book. This is how he starts this book out. This Saul Alinsky, mentor of Barack Obama. He says in the front of his book, lest we forget, at least, an over-the-shoulder acknowledgement of the very first radical. The first radical known to man who rebelled against the establishment and did so effectively that he at least won his own kingdom, end of quote. He's in direct reference here to Lucifer falling from heaven because he went against the establishment. As though we can equate the Lord Jesus Christ, Father God, the Holy Spirit as the establishment. I mean, what blasphemy. Then he says, this book has been called the Bible of the far left. Alinsky who died in 1972, was the father of liberal political grassroots organizing in America. While working for the Developing Communities Project in South Chicago, Obama learned and taught Alinsky's methods. Uh, This is from a, entitled A Common Ideological Touchtone, The Washington Post, March 25th, 2007. And it says, There Obama... There, Obama learned how to stir the pot of discontent and train the, quote, have-nots to take from the haves. In other words, this is the redistribution of wealth that he was learning, the communistic system. Obama learned his lessons so well that he has been called, quote, the master of the bloodless socialist revolution, end of quote. Um, And then here's another uh Quote, and this is entitled Obama's Alinsky Jiu-Jitsu from the American Thinker, January 8, 2008. Alinsky was an atheist. This is the guy that's, that wrote that book. Why would, why would he be an atheist if he believed that Lucifer, he gave a shout out to Lucifer who rebelled against the establishment? Why would he be an atheist? He was acknowledging, you know, God in a way. Alinsky was an atheist who taught moral relativism. I guarantee you one thing, Alinsky's not an atheist now. Where he's at in hell. He's not an atheist anymore. He wasn't an atheist probably one second after he plunged into hell. He believed, but it was too late. Alinsky was an atheist who taught moral relativism, saying that, quote, moral standards must be elastic to stretch with the times. In other words, lies. Moral relativism. Everything's relative. My concept of sin and your concept, who cares? We transcend good and evil. So the moral standards for them are like a rubber ruler. Now this would apply to Obama. That can be stretched to justify any position they see fit. Now would that include lying? Have we pointed out that Obama is full of lies and is all this cover up that's going on? He doesn't have a problem with that. So this Alinsky said that moral standards must be elastic to stretch with the times. But the Bible is the sure word of God. It doesn't it's black and white. So he's obviously against the word of God. And then he urged his students to detest dogma and defy any finite definition of morality. So in other words, anything goes when it comes to morality and ethics. If it feels good, do it. You know, They, they don't want to have to answer to a holy God, but it doesn't change the fact that as soon as they die, they're going to realize that's going to be the case. And where did he do this? Where did he say these exact things that I just said? In his book, Rules for Radicals, page 30 and 73, I'm not making this up, he taught that the end justifies the means and praised mass murderers Lenin and Mao Zedong as great world leaders. This is one of Obama's mentors. Since his student years, Barack Obama has associated intimately with Marxists, anarchists, 
terrorists, and black racists. And if he wins the U.S. presidency, it will be a judgment on America for the apostasy of her churches. Actually, a judgment on the house of God probably first. For the apostasy of her churches, yeah. This next article is from Cutting Edge, and it's entitled Barack Hussein Obama, the most liberal anti-Christian presidential candidate ever. Um, And then it goes on to say, subtitle, Are the American people so disgusted with conservative Christian Bush that they will gladly accept a president far more liberal than Bill Clinton? Well, again, I believe this thing's been predetermined, but... It says, do not be deceived on this most critical point. Barack Hussein Obama is one of the most liberal presidential candidates ever. He is far more liberal on more issues than even Massachusetts Governor Michael Dukakis or George McGovern or even Hubert Humphrey. As you will soon discover, Obama may be the most liberal anti-Christian president can- presidential candidate to ever run on any major ticket since the Democrats responded to this change charged with disdain and propaganda of their own, let us look at the specific positions which would prove beyond a shadow of the doubt that Barack Hussein Obama is truly liberal and therefore truly anathema to any genuine Christian conservative. Who is the most liberal candidate? Here we go. If we go further, this is a news brief uh, from Salon.com, March 20th, 2007, and and it's entitled, Who is the most liberal candidate? Here we go again. And it says, thus Obama's lifetime liberal score of 84.3 means only that by the National Journal's math, Obama's Senate voting record makes him more liberal than 84.3% of all senators. Okay, And uh, Kucinich's lifetime liberal score is 79.4, meaning only that Kucinich is more liberal than... 79.4% of the House members. As a National Journal's Richard Colin confirmed for us in a recent telephone call this morning, since Congressman Gen- Dennis Kucinich is consistently considered the most liberal congressman ever, Obama is in a league all by himself when he surpasses Kucinich as being a liberal. Let us consider Obama's position on the issues near and dear to conservative Christians, some conservative Christians, <laughs> or I guess... You know what I mean. Uh, Barack Obama is a baby-killing liar from Operation Rescue. Number one, he has a 100% pro-abortion approval rating from Planned Parenthood, NARL, NOW, and the National Abortion Federation. He glor- In other words, he's glorying in his shame. He voted against protecting late-term viable babies from partial birth abortion. He voted against the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. This stance is one which really uh, angered me. This law mandates that if a baby dares to be born alive, despite the best efforts of the hospital staff to kill it, then the hospital must use every medical means available to keep that baby alive. Barack Hussein Obama certainly shows his wickedness of his inner heart when he opposes the Born Alive Infant Protection Act. In other words, no, no, no. I mean, if, if we botch the abortion, that baby's alive when it's born, as, it, as it's any less of a baby if it's born than when it was in the womb. But because it's done in darkness, it's okay, evidently. Okay, which is how these devils think. He opposed that thing. No, no, we need to kill the baby if it's born alive and the mother wanted to abort it because that's her choice, right? No, it's a child, not a choice. Oh boy, does this burn me up. Um, Then it says he wants you to pay for all abortions through your hard-earned tax dollars. He wants to protect the abominable Roe versus Wade decision at all costs. Despite all these facts, he pretends to be a moderate and a Christian, and he's successfully fooling people across the country into voting for him. And again, I saw it firsthand this week with these comments that I got. Cut, I mean, unbelievable. Can you imagine a Christian, somebody calling themselves a Christian defending, defending Obama? That's what we got going on, though. Cutting edge could not agree more. If ever there was a candidate where you needed to assume that the truth is to be found in the opposite direction of his public rhetoric, this is the man. He's a liar. If Obama ascends to the White House, discerning Christians everywhere are going to have to assume the truth is in the opposite direction. Not to say that's not the case now, either. Let us now turn our attention to gun control, an issue near and dear to many conservatives' hearts. How liberal is Barack Obama on the Second Amendment? The liberal position is that the private citizens have no constitutional right to bear arms. Thus, liberals are always trying to figure out a way for government to take away gun ownership and to limit instances in which the citizens can use their gun. Remember, that's one of the first things they do before they implement the old um, 
uh, totalitarian, you know, um, Hitlerized regime, they take away your guns. It's one of the first things they'll do. The National Rifle Association sent out an alert to its members, and it was entitled Barack Obama's 10-point plan to change the Second Amendment. Now, he's denying this, but he's a liar. Remember, he's a liar. NRA Bulletin, Barack Obama's 10-point plan. Number one, ban the use of firearms for, for home self-defense. Two, pass federal laws eliminating your right to carry. Three, ban the manufacture, sale, and possession of handguns. Four, close down 90% of gun shops in America. Five, ban rifle ammunition commonly used for hunting and sports shooting. Six, increase federal taxes on guns and ammunition by 500%. Seven, restore voting rights for 5 million criminals, including those who have been convicted of using a gun to commit a violent crime. Is this sick? Eight, expand the Clinton semi-auto ban. Nine, mandate a federal-issued license to purchase a firearm. Ten, appoint judges to the U.S. Supreme Court and federal judiciary who shares his views on the Second Amendment. Do not be deceived. Barack Obama has a foreign advisor named Zygmunt Brzezinski, who is a socialist Marxist at heart. They've got a whole article you can go here and read on this guy on Cutting Edge which is entitled, Senator Obama has strong ties to the Illuminati, the communistic Illuminati at that. This goes on to say, this reality means that one of the first points on an Obama agenda is gun control. After all, no Marxist wants citizens to actually own weapons. No absolute dictatorship in the world has wanted its citizens, has wanted its citizens to own weapons, therefore, oh, no absolute dictatorship in the world has ever actually allowed its citizens to own weapons. Therefore, the first step a dictatorship takes is to confiscate individually owned guns. Once the guns are confiscated, the dictator strikes quickly. That's what they're going to do. Now, everybody right now in America is going and buying up guns. They're going to have to create some crisis in order to get those guns back. So, in other words, the reason for this mass buying spree of guns right now is because there are a lot of people that realize what's going on. Now, most of them, I guess you would consider McCain-Palin supporters. They they've seen a lot of the same information. Um, and not to say I'm endorsing McCain-Palin either, okay? But I'm just saying those are the ones that are, that are doing this. Um, but in order, Senator Obama said, oh, that's nonsense. He's not going to take away the guns, even though all of these things that he's done in the past tells us exactly what his agenda is and what he will do. There will be some crisis that's manufactured. Now we have Joe Biden going on record stating that, mark his words, that within the first six months of his presidency, Obama will be tested. That is going to be the very same thing they're, they're going to use to take away the guns. Hey, we got to get this dictatorship on the road. The New World Order, if they had their way, would have been implemented back in 1984. Okay, now, why hasn't it been? Well, because I think God wants to show them that they're liars and that they don't really have any control over things. I really do. I think that's part of it. That God show them as, God's showing them as fools because he's the one that controls everything. Satan has to get permission from the Lord okay, to do these types of things. Just look at the book of Job. So understand something, that God is still in control of this whole thing. You just don't want to be in within the strong delusion. You want to make sure you have the truth and that you're operating in truth. And um, this is just one other thing that, that um, I think is noteworthy of talking about. It goes on to say, then, then what is Obama's position on keeping America's military strong? Oh, you might be surprised. The, this is from World Daily Net, August 26th of this year. And it's entitled, Email Frenzy, Obama Plans to Disarm U.S. Candidate pledges on YouTube to gut military spending research. Des Moines, Iowa. A video that Barack Obama campaign produced last year to solicit the endorsement of an Iowa-based advocacy group has generated more than 3 million page views on YouTube, fueled by email chain mails claiming the clip is evidence the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee intends to disarm the United States. The video, however, was seen originally posted on YouTube by Obama campaign itself on October 22, 2007 and has been seen in its various repeat appearances on the site well over 3 million times. Before you scoff at this seemingly radical concept, take a few moments to consider what Obama actually says in this videotape. Number one, Obama pledges to cut tens of billions of dollars in defense spending. Number two, cut investments in missile defense systems. Number three, slower development of future combat systems. Remember that Obama's foreign policy advisor is Zygmunt Brzezinski, who advised President Jimmy Carter during his four years in 1976 to 1980. 
One of Carter's major points of emphasis was to gut the defense appropriations in his four years. The result was the Army, was the Air Force, which could not sustain any kind of heavy flying schedule, a Navy, which was morbid, an Army ill-equipped to fight sustained battles anywhere. Now, I'm, I'm getting to a point here, okay? I'm not, I'm not warmongering here, okay? But we're getting to a point, so bear with me. A common thread running through all the armed military forces branches was that the spending for spare parts was so inadequate that the vast majority of military units were not up to combat status and preparedness. During the 1980 campaign, Ronald Reagan made this disaster an integral part of his campaign and drew the fervent support of millions of concerned conservative voters. As President Reagan lived up to his promises to completely restore the armed forces to combat readiness, however, what America's did... What Americans did not realize was until the first Gulf War in 1991 was that Reagan had built a brand new armed forces heavily armed with depleted uranium munitions. All branches received this new depleted uranium weaponry. The new armed forces did not have to wait long to test their new weaponry because Saddam Hussein invaded Kuwait in August of 1990 and the American military response began in January of 1991. The Pentagon never likes to wait too long after receiving a major new weapon system to try it out. Hindsight, Reagan could not have built his brand new spanking depleted uranium forces if Jimmy Carter had not depleted the existing American armed forces so completely. In other words, he created the, the, the um, crisis... And Reagan stepped in and gave the solution. But it was the Illuminati that had planned the whole thing. Because both Carter and Reagan are equally committed to the New World Order and are really following the same script. You have to realize that Carter's severe drawdown of American forces was required by the Illuminati script so that Reagan could act like a hero in creating the new armed forces. Again, cause and solution. Order out of chaos. This is what they, they do. Now, if you have any doubts on this depleted uranium, how it's devastated not only our troops, but the people over in the Middle East, go up on the internet, key in Beyond Treason up on YouTube, or you can go and buy the, the DVD. I've got the DVD. And you will get an absolute eye and earful of uh, what our wonderful government's done in regard to the depleted uranium that's been used over in Iran, well, Iraq and these types of things. And... Um, uh, I'll, that's all I'll say about it, but it's it's more documentation than you can imagine. So, how else could Barack Obama be considered liberal? This is from the Kansas City Star. Um, Obama, Biden, most liberal ticket ever by Missouri Senator Kit Bond. Um, Missouri Senator Kit Bond told reporters in a telephone conference today two things of note. Number one, the Obama-Biden is the most liberal ticket in American history. His exact words, by choosing Joe Biden, Barack Obama, has solidified the title as the most liberal ticket ever to be put forward by the Democratic Party. Obama has said he has been rated by the National Journal as the most liberal senator and Biden the third most liberal. It's pretty pretty heavy duty. Their liberal credentials will shine most brightly when it comes to taxes. The four-term GOP senator said their approach will be to hurt small businesses, Cost some workers their jobs as the employees struggle to pay a higher tax load. The tax and the spend policies that Senator Obama and Biden have supported in the past would significantly cripple our economy and bring about a change back to the European socialism of the 1960s and 70s. That produced nothing but stagnation and not growth and opportunity. If a Senator Obama ascends to the White House, he will be far more liberal and to the left, then Bill or Hillary Clinton were from 1992 to 2000. Do you remember the policies which vexed conservatives during the Clinton years? Hillary's cradle-to-grave national health plan, uh, while conservatives possessed the political clout to force President Bill Clinton to abandon Hillary's socialist health program, Obama will have the political clout on his side this time, especially if he's moved to establish the system within the first 100 days. In other words... National health care plan. We're going to socialize medicine. Okay, we're all going to be good little Nazis and you know do these type or good little comrades. Uh, and then three, uh, another thing. Bill Clinton kept his veto plan, veto pen vi- busy against congressional bills which would outlaw partial birth abortion. Not only is Obama completely a supportive of abortion upon demand during all nine months of pregnancy. He opposes the Alive Infant Act, which mandates hospitals to employ every resource at their disposal 
to a safe baby who was born alive during an abortion procedure. Liberals also traditionally, okay, but again, on, on that note, I mean, what a wonderful job his pastor did. Reverend, Reverend Jeremiah Wright. And you can see my teaching on the title of Reverend, that that's only a title you should give to God. It's very clear in the Bible. It's only a 15 minute teaching, but you can key in Reverend. And, but what, what a wonderful job Reverend Jeremiah Wright did at molding, you know, this devil Obama. You know, he, he must be so proud. You know, that's all I can really say. And then we've got liberals also traditionally favoring large tax burdens for the rich and closing investment loopholes so that additional monies can be spent on social programs. It's redistribution of wealth. Senator Obama is one of those liberals who are completely unabashed about their position. If elected, President Obama will pursue a liberal agenda, which will be a combination of liberal Franklin Delano Roosevelt and William Clinton. He will be the most liberal president ever in American history. He will likely be the final catalyst of the destruction of this old order so that the new world order can be built on its ashes, just like the phoenix. And then they always end their articles by saying, are you spiritually ready? Is your family? Are you adequately protecting your loved ones? This is the reason for this ministry, to enable you to first understand the peril facing you and then to help you develop strategies to warn and protect your loved ones. Once you've been thoroughly trained, you can also use your knowledge as a means to open the door of discussion to an unsaved person. Uh, I've been able to use it many times and have seen people come to Jesus Christ as a result. These perilous times are also a time when many can reach many souls for Jesus Christ, making an eternal difference. So, again, I share that, that burden that he talks about here. Here's another um, <clears throat> article. And a strong signal that Senator Obama is the Illuminati's choice for president, former Secretary of State and retired General Colin Powell abruptly endorsed him for the Oval Office. This is from Reuters News, Reuters, October 20th, former, former Bush Secretary of State Powell backs Obama. Retired U.S. General Colin Powell, a former Secretary of State in the Bush administration, on Sunday endorsed Democratic presidential nominee Barack Obama. In an appearance on NBC's Meet the Press, Powell backed Obama over fellow Republican John McCain, calling the Democratic nominee a transformational figure who could be an exceptional president. So the, the words transformational figure are a new age messianic term. As we have pointed out on numerous occasions, Senator Obama has been running a presidential campaign using messianic slogans, symbols, and words for the past 18 months. <clears throat> and there's some people that have even claimed they've been healed by many, actually many people that have been claimed they have been physically healed by going and it's something that supposedly is totally being downplayed. And I, there was even a quote, I, I think I got into this the first one, where Obama had said something cryptically like, my time has not yet come. Much like Jesus Christ, when he was in the Bible, and he says, my time is not yet, you know. He, he, is, he is totally acting as though he is another Christ. And the Bible says that this is going to be a mark of the end times. That many, you know, will, will, will say... That they are Christ, or He is there, or He is there, but go, don't go there. And then, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So again, this guy. Now, you've got all these things that I've been talking about today, but could you imagine if this guy really starts openly doing miracles? Boy, you're going to have a whole other sense of fervor, and also that fervor is going to transfer into absolute hatred of any supposed born again Christian that would dare question this messianic figure. But the Bible says that the way the Antichrist is going to come, and there's going to be many Antichrists in the last day, but the way the main Antichrist is going to deceive the nations and come is through lying signs and wonders and miracles. So this should be the very exact thing we're looking for to happen. Yet, the blinded masses will say, oh, no, no, no. He's the real Messiah. Look at what he's done. He's more real than your God. No, he's not. My God makes the sun come up every day. My God's what makes the world go round. My God puts breath in my lungs. And, and, you know, I don't care what this guy does. He's not going to usurp the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so anyway, I just wanted to kind of, you know, touch on that. So if we go further, it says that his campaign, Obama has created and run a website developed to promoting Obama as a Messiah figure. And I've sent this website out. Um, it goes on to say, increasing numbers of people are coming to believe that he might be the Messiah, including a number of Christians, I would say, have to say pseudo-Christians, who believe that he might turn out to be the biblical Antichrist. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. 
No, those those are, you know, and again, I, that's a whole other subject that we could do a study on that I may do a study on, but I've, I've beaten this point on Obama so much already. Uh, I don't know, we'll see. If you have not yet read our most recent treaties on whether Obama could be the biblical Messiah, please read its news report 2320, um, Is Obama the Coming Antichrist? And, and I... I haven't read this yet, okay? But I do know they come to the conclusion in this is that no, he's not, okay? Um, but again, I'm not going to get into that today. We just don't have time to cover that. So now let us return to the news story above about Colin Powell suddenly announcing his support for the Obama candidacy. Candidacy Is Powell looking for a job within the Obama administration? <laughs> Powell, who served in the military and government for 40 years, said he is not looking for a job in an Obama administration. However, he said, I've always said that if a president asks you to do something, you have to consider it. Powell praised Obama's depth of knowledge and steadiness while he was critical of what he described as McCain's uncertainty over how to deal with the economic crisis. So he's already sucking up to Obama, probably in order to get some high-level post. Now again, here's another thing. If Obama starts to come out and starts to do all kinds of miracles... And supposedly he says he's being guided by a higher power. How easy is that going to be for him to, to point to the Antichrist and say, here's the source of my power. Here is, here, is, here is the source of my wisdom and my power. And he points to the Antichrist. This is what's going to happen here. So this is something else. I mean, if he's doing miracles and these types of things, it's going to give people all the more reason to believe him and to not question him and to literally and utterly hate anybody that would oppose him. Going further, uh, but Colin Powell has always been a real heavyweight Illuminati insider. From August 28th to September 10th, 2000, when the Illuminati was holding its three global conferences designed to officially and spiritually birth the New World Order into existence, Colin Powell was the head of all three summits. They've got a whole news article here entitled, Three Global Meetings to Produce the Antichrist Are Now. Now, in order to get access to these things, you have to pay their subscription fee, which is like... I don't know, 20 or 25 a year. I, personally, I think it's well worth it because they've got some, they've got some um, like I said, cutting-edge stuff up there. Therefore, Powell is a supremely powerful Illuminati insider, a mover and a shaker. When he speaks, the entire cult world listens, and he just spoke out loudly and clearly in support of Senator Obama. Next article. Signs continue to mount that Senator Obama will be the 44th President of the United States. Obama takes a 10-point lead on McCain from Reuters. This is from October 22nd. Democrat Barack Obama has expanded his national lead over Republican John McCain in the presidential race by 10 points. According to Reuters, C-SPAN, Zogby, all controlled by the Illuminati. So this is what they want us to know. This is what they're posturing toward. This was released on Wednesday. Obama leads McCain by uh, 52% to 42% among likely U.S. voters in the latest three-day tracking poll. It was the third consecutive day Obama gained ground on McCain. Obama just keeps growing. He has exceeded, expanded his lead almost among every major voting group. Indeed, McCain seems to be following the plan for deliberate defeat, which Senator Bob Dole followed in 1996 in his race against Bill Clinton. McCain's campaign seemed dull and lifeless. Only Governor Palin provided any spark. Now there's there's been dissension. There's been Palin's been upset. They just look totally unorganized. It's just you know they're they're going to be play the lovable loser role evidently. Okay, I mean unless you know I, unless the either the Illuminati change their mind or God intervenes, this is the way it's going to going to go down. Since we know that the election is predetermined, all the polls show is what the political pundits want us citizens, want the sheeple people to believe. Polls are manufactured to help spin the story which the propagandists have drawn up. Remember, the, skull, the skill of the propagandist lies in his ability to make scripted events appear to unfold naturally, chaotically, and accidentally. It's also done for our, our entertainment so that we won't go in and find you know, the real truth. Okay, That's a big reason. Here's another article about Obama, and it's entitled Gay Pedophilia and Obama. This is from October 20th of this year by Linda Harvey. She said, I'd be working, I've been wondering what Kevin Jennings was doing these days. Jennings is the founder and the longtime head of the radical homosexual group Gleason, which stands for Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network. 
Yeah, I want to be educated by gay and lesbians. That's what that's what I want as a, as a Bible believing Christian. Gleason's mission has been to plant gay clubs and learning programs in as many schools, public schools, as possible. Gleason now claims four thousand gay straight alliances that exist. All although this number may be doubtful, certainly there are way too many. The group's target has been to place these clubs in all U.S. schools, kindergarten through 12th grade. If you think a kindergartner signing up for a gay club is ludicrous, you are not alone. But Jennings has moved on to do better things. Okay, this is the guy that's the head of Gleason. Just subscribe. He's doing better things though now. He's now the Obama campaign fundraising co-chairman for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered community. That's what he's doing. He's doing, you know, he's of his father the devil and of his works he will do. You can listen to Jennings lay out the rights-oriented rhetoric in two interviews with Joe Solomonis of the Human Rights Campaign on their website, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgendered for Obama or LGBT for Obama. They've got their own website for Obama, okay? Their conversation, reviewing Jennings' record, dwells on preventing bullying of gay kids. Such a problem in this country. Jennings constructed this Trojan horse for access to schools despite the ability of every community to punish school bullying without the accompanying gay agenda. Okay, This smokescreen hides the pornographic reality of Gleason's support for kids under Jennings' leadership. There was a book written called Queering Elementary Education, with the gushing blurb on the back from Obama's radical social justice colleague, Bill Ayers, while the same book has a foreword written by Jennings. In researching Gleason over the years, I found horrific elements of what can only be called child sexual corruption. The, the more closely one reads the Gleason material, the worse it gets. Just about every type of sexual practice imaginable is apparently acceptable and even worthy of celebration by any age student as far as Gleason is concerned. Gleason also supports gender dis- distortion through cross-dressing, even for elementary school children. It is the kind of school reform Obama has in mind. Some of Gleason's recommended reading material condones criminal sexual conduct between adults and minors. Many such incidents are described in erotic and nostalgic passages. I've yet to see warnings about these episodes in these books, which surely mislead thousands of vulnerable kids. I wrote in detail about what I was sharing in 2002, yet the books in question and many more just as objectionable are still offered on Gleason for sale on its own website. The problem starts with Jennings' own writings in the book, like Teacher, One Teacher in Ten. Evidently, this is a book he wrote. Jennings' dream world is one in where openly gay teachers serve as role models who influence students' sexual conduct. This is what we've got coming to America when this man gets in office, okay? Uh, I'm, just, I'm just giving you a head. Now, these are things we should be praying about as Christians, okay? I'm not just doing this to get everybody all freaked out. These are things that we should be praying about. Okay, um, because unfortunately, this is the agenda that Obama is 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 for. Okay, and it's obvious. You look at the people that are supporting him. Look at the people he surrounded himself with. It is absolute total corruption. And if you look at the Bible, the thing that always brought on the most severest judgment from God, where God would literally turn His back on a nation, is when you had two things going on. These were the two worst. One is the sodomite homosexual. Uh, had taken over. Let's look at Sodom and Gomorrah. And two, where child sacrifice was being performed. Well, what are the two main things that Obama is wanting to protect? What is the two main things this devil is wanting to protect? Well, protecting abortion and all nine months of pregnancy, and, and even if they're born, despite the best efforts to abort the baby or kill the baby, you got to kill that baby. Okay, He's wanting to, to protect that and the homosexuals, that is one of his, two of his main, main, main priorities. How could judgment not be nigh in America? How is that possible? I I'm not even going to read a lot of the stuff that this guy writes about. I'm just going to give you a little bit here because I, I don't even want to... 
go real far. Because this is when I was reading this um, last night, I was start. I, I get. Um, I literally start to get sick to my stomach when I when I look into this stuff because it's so it's so vile. Um, the book "Growing Up Gay, Growing Up Lesbian", lesbian recommended by Gleason's website. Four kids in grades 7 to 12 describes two 10-year-old boys in a very graphic sexual encounter. Pages 99 and 100. In the same book, an adult man named Elliot reflects on his youth. And he says, my first experience was with a much older man, a friend of Derek, Derek's, his father. When I was 15, he must have been 29 or 30. And then he said, I seduced him. And, you know, it's just sickening. Just unbelievable sickening. Uh, and then he said, this is my, this is the dearest fantasy of the pedophiles and the pederists. The pretense that youth seduces them, which is a lie from the pit of hell. It's the other way around, really. A- another Gleason recommended book is called Rainbow Boys. Now, I don't know if you know this, but the gay flag is like that rainbow-like flag you'll see flying at the gay things. They put them on their bumpers and stuff like that. But Rainbow Boys is another book that Gleason recommends, featuring an episode of a homosexual encounter between one of its main characters, a 17-year-old boy, and a 29-year-old man he has just met via the internet on page 148. Again, an abominable influence for kids. Okay, But again, this is illegal. I mean, this is illegal. But, you know, the pedophiles have lobbied for many years, and they've done this in a lot of other countries, to get the age of consent. They want to keep it getting lowered and lowered and lowered so that they can gratify their sick, disgusting uh, uh, sexual desires. These people are demon-possessed of the toenails. I mean, it's one thing to be a homosexual, but then it's another thing to want to, for a homosexual to want to have sex with a small boy. Ah, man, it's, it's just sickening. Then he says, I could go on and on. Unfortunately, the Gleason's book link introduction states that the selections are recommended to, quote, empower our mission to ensure safe schools for all gay, lesbian, for all lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgendered students. Yeah, we want to make sure that school is safe for them so they can practice their perversity and have no one judge them. God is their judge, though. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? I'm telling you you're going to hell. You can't do this stuff. You can't do this stuff and call yourself a born-again Christian, yet there are some out there that will. They've got their own churches set up. Christian churches for gays and lesbians. It's like, you know, they want to have God on, on their terms. They want to have the God they want, and it doesn't work that way. The Bible is set in stone. Ugh, this is gross. Um, then, it, so it appears, we need some answers from Obama regarding the following questions. Number one, does Obama believe children are born gay? And should be able to declare the identity in grade school and to join a gay club. Because Kevin Jennings of Gleason does. Now remember, this is the same guy that's promoting Obama. Jennings has moved on to better things. He's now Obama's campaign fundraising co-chairman for the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community. And he represents Gleason, this Jennings guy. Here's another question. Does Obama believe consensual relationships between 15 and 29 year olds are okay? Jennings thinks so. Planned Parenthood does too. Another question for Obama. Does Obama believe safe schools are one where no one can criticize homosexual behavior? Jennings does. Oh, we now we have the hate crimes where the Bible will be outlawed. Okay? Does Obama... Now remember, God is bigger. Just remember, you're a born-again Christian. Okay? All I'm saying is that God does not ever, ever, ever let Satan just come along and wipe out the remnant. As though... As though, you know, we have... No choice, no power, no nothing. But these are things we need to be getting on our knees and praying about in regard to these matters. The Bible says, pray that you be counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world. And I'm I'm telling you, that's why I'm warning you about this stuff. Because it's coming. And the Bible said it was going to come. Here we go. Another question. Um, Does Obama believe that with the CDC reporting HIV rates rising around 12% per year, For 13 to 24 year old males who have sex with males, we can still not tell our boys to abstain from homosexual behavior? Will he, will he appoint clueless federal health officials? Kevin Jennings would approve it. Now let me, let me read that again because that by itself should be enough to stop this. 
Because it's a proven fact that all these STDs, these sexually transmitted diseases, people dying of AIDS and these types of things, it is so much more infinitely higher in the homosexuals and in that particular um, uh, class of people that it is in the regular population. We've, we've done studies on this, or, or we've reported on this in the past. But this is all stuff that's suppressed in the media. The CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, has reported that HIV rates are rising 12% per year for 13 to 24-year-old males who have sex with other males. HIV, AIDS, which is like a death sentence, pretty much. So, we still can't tell our boys to abstain from homosexual behavior. I mean, that, that's what um, this Gleason and Kevin Jennings would approve. Does Obama believe the same thing? Does Obama believe kids can decide at the age of 9 or 10 that they were born in the wrong body and want to switch genders and have schools to support this abominable devil disorder? Jennings does. Does Obama believe Christian moral standards that homosexuality is wrong need to be suppressed and depicted as hateful? In the public square, including schools. Jennings does. Does Obama believe that if same-sex marriage is legalized, which is already happening, this is a new law, this new law should be shoved down the throats of all children and their parents via social engineering in public schools. Jennings does. Does Obama believe that the social justice and school reform require students to not just tolerate but to approve of homosexuality and gender change, that this disapproval factor simply will not be allowed because it reflects bigotry. Jennings does. If we want a totalitarian, pansexual society with its accompanying disease, dysfunction, and abuse with no room for Bible-believing Christians then we need to look no further than Obama and all his revolutionary hangers-on, including Jennings. That's, you know, I hate to say it, but that's what we're heading into here. Here's another report. This is from Lighthouse Trails from Baptist Press. And Baptist Press reports Obama, if elected, will use the pulpit for gay causes. Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama sought the support of voters in the homosexual community. February 28th, telling them in a letter that if elected president, he would work to pass laws important to that constituency and would use the pulpit to urge states to grant same-sex couples the legal benefits of marriage. So, now let let me reward this. That if he's elected president, he's going to use these laws to pass He's going to use the constituency and would use the the pulpit. He should say the 501c3 pulpit to urge states to grant same-sex couples the legal benefits of marriage. Yeah, it's coming to that, where the churches are actually going to be the very tool that Satan uses. They're already using them for mass vaccinations. I mean, I looked the other day in the paper, get your flu shots. Most of them are all churches. 501c3. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go right in line with the homeland security and the whole nine thing. We're gonna use, we're gonna be used. We're gonna use the pastors to pacify the sheeple, the, the 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 flock. I've already done a whole bunch of teachings on this. Just key in 501c3 on my search box, and you'll see them. It's dangerous. And then the 770 word letter was posted on a section of Obama's campaign website devoted to homosexual issues. He and Hillary Clinton have worked for months to get votes of the homosexual community, even appearing in August at a historic Democratic presidential forum devoted solely to homosexual issues. In the letter, Obama touted his past record on such issues and said he would continue that that record if elected. He used the acronym LGBT, which stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, six times. I'm not making this stuff up. And lastly, we're going to conclude with this brief article from um, World Daily Net. And it's entitled, Obama Spells Persecution, Warns Focus on the Family. And that's pretty bad when you have an apostate ministry, like Focus on the Family, even recognizing this. I'm surprised they'd even speak out against this, but we're going to look at that a little further. Because technically, they're not really supposed to be doing that. If you're a 501c3 institution, you need to be real careful when it comes to elections, because you really shouldn't be doing this. They, they said that they've gotten some type of pass to do this. Um, what would America look like after four years of a, a Barack Obama administration? This is the question they pose. Now again, what I said, judgment must begin at the house of the Lord. Um, the thing that we have to ask ourselves is, is the Lord's patience toward the lukewarm, 
501c3 corporate Church of America finally exhausted? Will he use Obama to bring judgment on the house of God? Now that's my, that's my, uh, I added that in. But these are things that we need to consider. Hardship, persecution, and suffering are among the prospects in a hypothetical letter from a Christian from 2012, released today by evangelical leader James Dobson, political activist for a focus on the family. So in other words, it's a hypothetical letter from a supposed Christian living in 2012. What is it like then? Okay. The letter titled, A Letter from 2012 in Obama's America, the piece clearly targets the many evangelical Christians seeking change, particularly the young who could tip the election in favor of the Illinois Democrat. Well, again, and that would mean if our votes meant anything, because the whole voting process is totally rigged. Uh, at the end of the letter, the fictional Christian laments that these people simply did not realize Obama's far-left agenda would take away many of our freedoms as a nation, perhaps permanently, pointing to a new liberal majority Supreme Court unlikely to change for 30 more years. I get tears in my eyes and a lump in my throat, says the fictional writer. On October, now in October of 2012, after seeing what has happened in the last four years, many of our freedoms have been taken away by a liberal Supreme Court and a majority of Democrats in both House and Senate. And hardly any new brave citizen dares to resist the new governmental policies anymore, the writer says. Focus on the family action established as a separate legal entity from focus on the family has expanded its abilities under the IRS code to lobby for political change. Well, yes, we've got to go to our creator, which is the IRS, Okay, in the government, we got to go to our creator because our ministry was created by them and we got to go beg for permission to say these things because they might not approve. And if they do, they're going to take away our 501c3 status and, and we won't get subsidies from the government anymore. We won't get a pat on the back from the government anymore. And our, our people that are donating all this money won't be able to write it off on their taxes to be seen among all men so that they can save money every year, which as though that should be our motivation for giving. So... They, they got this passed from the IRS code to lobby for political change. Oh, isn't that, again, that, that's, in other words, their creator, the master of their ministry, decided to throw them a little scrap from Big Brother's table. Okay, now again, key in 501c3 in the search box on my homepage, we'll load your boat in regard to that issue with PDF files to accompany all of that. There's tons of documentation to prove that by itself. He goes on to say, I think a lot of Americans are not connecting the dots. That would be that this is the first time since 1965 that liberals have dominated the White House, Congress, and potentially the Supreme Court. Earl affirmed that Dobson has not endorsed Republican Senator John McCain, but, but plans to vote for him. Uh, whatever. Uh, in, in the preface, focus on the family action, explain the letter is a what-if exercise, but insists that it does not make an empty speculation because every future event described here is based on established legal and political trends that have already and can be abundantly documented from Obama that there only needs to be a tipping point such as the election of Senator Obama and a Democratic House and Senate to begin to put all these in place. It's already bad enough as it is, but it's going to get worse. I hate to say it. Among the possible developments by 2012 are as follows. One, six liberal justices sit on the Supreme Court after the immediate resignation of the conservative Supreme Court justices. Not to say they're, they're whatever, okay, but in other words, the Illuminati is going to just further degrade things by putting in even more liberal people that are already in there. Number two, homosexual marriage has been ruled constitutional right that must be respected in all 50 states. What goes along with that? All the hate crime laws. You can't speak out against it. If you do, you're a criminal. And we can put, throw you in prison. Uh, three, Boy Scouts have been disbanded rather than obey a decision forcing them to allow homosexual schoolmasters, scoutmasters. Scouts have already been kicked out of public facilities because of the expansion of the 1964 Civil Rights Act to cover those who engage in homosexual behavior. Next point, elementary schools have compulsory training in varieties of gender identity. Court Courts rule parents cannot opt their children out of these because of the training is deemed essential to psychological health, psychological defilement. Next point, Christian adoption agencies cease to exist after the Supreme Court rules they must agree to place their children with homosexuals or lose their licenses. 
Next point, church buildings are now considered a public accommodation by the United States Supreme Court and churches have no freedom to refuse to allow their buildings to be used for wedding ceremonies for homosexual couples. Well, you know what? They shouldn't have got in bed with the government to begin with and taken that 501c3 status where they yoke themselves up with unbelievers, which the Bible says do not do. Wherefore, come out from among them and be not partakers of her plagues, the Bible says. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. High schools, next point, high schools are no longer free to allow the CU at the poll meetings where students gather together to pray or any student Bible studies um, even before or after school will be permitted. Next point, Supreme Court barred public schools in all 50 states from allowing churches to rent their facilities, even on Sundays, when the school is not in session. Next point, Obama signed the Freedom of Choice Act as he promised Planned Parenthood Action Fund last year, nullifying hundreds of state laws that created even the slightest barrier to abortion. Next point, Supreme Court 2011 nullified all Federal Communication Commission restrictions on obscene speech or visual content on radio and TV broadcasts. The television programs at all hours of the day contain explicit portrayals of sexual acts. There's going to be Probably full frontal nudity on TV. They got it already over in Europe, I believe, in a lot of places. There's going to be um, cussing. It's there's it's anything goes. Uh, next point. As a result of the reversal of a five to four. Now remember, this is hypothetical. Everything I'm talking about. But again, we only need to look at what Obama's already said he's going to do to realize. And this isn't even talking about being under New World Order rule. Really, it could be a lot worse than even what I'm talking about. Um, as a result of its reversal of the 5-4 to four decision on the D.C. gun ownership case, it is now illegal for private citizens to own guns for self-defense in eight states. And as the number is growing with increasing Democratic control of the state legislatures and governorships. Next point. Parents' freedom to teach their children at home has been severely, re- severely restricted nationwide after the Supreme Court followed the legal reasoning of a February 28th 2008 ruling by the Second District Court of Appeals in California. Next point. This hypothetical letter plays plays on Vice President Joe Biden's warning to fundraisers last Sunday. Now, this really did happen last Sunday in Seattle that some hostile foreign country will test the inexperienced Obama in his first six months of office. Now, that's true. He did say that. I already mentioned that. By 2012, health care has been nationalized with a single-payer system patterned after the United Kingdom and Canada. The great benefit is that medical care is now free for everyone. We're all good comrades together. If you can, it, it, that is, if you can get it, the letter says now that health care is free, it seems that everybody wants more of it. The waiting list for prostate cancer is now three years. The waiting list for ovarian cancer is two years. You can, you know, I'm going to be able to get it. Care has also been limited from older Americans. Because medical resources now must be rationed carefully by the government, over 80 people have essentially, over 80, people over 80 have essentially no access to hospitals or surgical procedures because they're deemed, you know, hey, you know, you're, you're dying anyway. Just go somewhere and die. We don't want to deal with you anymore. This is how it always happens. It's already happened over in like Holland and those types of places. Euthanasia, you know, this type of thing, just, it's 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 coming unfortunately their duty is increasingly be thought to be to just go home and die that's if you're 80 years or older so that they don't drain scarce resources from the medical system and after all we have illegal aliens to tend to and now all you know again and then going further the letter says many christians voted for obama because they thought his tax policies were more fair and his middle Class tax cuts would bring the economy out of the 2008 crisis. Um, Surprise, surprise, but once he took office, he followed the consistent pattern of the Democratic Party and the pattern of his own past record and asked Congress for large tax increases. Remember what that terrorist guy, the president of Libya, said. He's just lying to you. He's just lying. (laughs) The letter says he explains the deficit had grown so large under President Bush that the needs of the nation were so great that we simply couldn't afford to cut taxes at the present time. Several of Obama's economic policies have hurt the poor most of all, says the letter, because they have, de- they have decreased production, increased inflation, and increased unemployment, leading to prolonged recession. Um, tax rates have gone up on personal income, dividends, capital gains, corporations, inheritance transfers, the amount of income subject to Social Security has nearly doubled. Now again, again, don't, don't view this as an, as a, as an endorsement for McCain. Because I'm not saying that 
the economic aspect is going to be different. When you have an irretrievably broke system, okay, you just can't fix it. Nobody's going to come in with a magic wand. But again, when you have communism and socialism being the ultimate solution, it's a pretty bad scenario. Um, the effect of the economy has been devastating, says the letter. When critics objected that Obama's tax policies were leading to inflation and unemployment, he responded that our goal should be not to merely increase America's materialism, wealth, and prosperity, but to obtain a more just distribution of wealth, even if it costs everybody a little bit to achieve that important goal. Focus on the family action letter also sees gas at $7 a gallon. Because Obama has refused to allow any additional drilling in the U.S., but many Democrats openly applaud the high prices since they reduce oil consumption and thus lower the carbon dioxide output. And again, with the whole gas issue, listen, we have got, number one, more gas than you could possibly imagine. Um, two different spots, one in, one in uh, I believe, South Dakota, North Dakota, and one in the Prudhomme oil field. Just access Lindsey Williams on the Internet. Hear what he has to say about that. That's all being suppressed. Um, not only that, if you go beyond that, we have what they call free energy technologies and all type of technologies that are totally being suppressed by this government in order to protect big oil in their profits, in order to control us. Okay, So that by itself is, is we've just been lied to about so many things. Uh, going further, another development is the restoration of the Fairness Doctrine, which required the radio stations to provide equal time for alternative views on political questions. Oh, yeah. As a result, nearly all conservative radio stations have gone out of business or switched to alternative formats, such as gospel or country or other music. Conservative talk radio for all intents and purposes was shut down by the year of 2010. The fictional writer concludes that Christians will share much of the blame having chosen Obama because they believe that he sounded so thoughtful, so reasonable. Well, any so-called Christian that actually voted for this devil is probably beyond hope anyway. I mean, I'm not saying God can't save them, but, you know, that's pretty pathetic if you were to actually vote for this guy. Earlier in the letter, the fictional writer notes that many Supreme Court decisions, particularly those that restricted free speech, Obama publicly expressed strong disapproval of the decision and said that the Supreme Court had gone far beyond anything that they'd ever expected or thought that it would do. But he also stated repeatedly that he had sworn to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, and now that the Supreme Court had ruled, he had no choice but to uphold the law. For these decisions were now the law of the land. Okay, so he had no choice. Americans should have known what they were getting into by choosing Obama, the letter says. His record was there for anyone to see, which is exactly what we're reporting on today. But again, the outcome's already been predetermined. Okay, I don't care how many people go to the polls. It, the outcome has already been predetermined unless the Lord Jesus Christ intervenes in this election. Um, and I think, again, I'm not saying don't pray about it. This is why I'm doing this, so that we're warned, so that we can pray about it, so that we can prepare um, ourselves for what's coming spiritually and, and, and these types of things. And again, this guy, Obama, has more skeletons in his closet than probably Clinton ever hoped to have. The agenda of the ACLU, the agenda of the liberal activist judges in their dissenting opinions, the agenda of the homosexual activists, the agenda of the environmental activists, the National Education Association, the global warming activists, the abortion right activists, the gun control activists, the euthanasia supporters, the one world government pacifists, and the far left groups in Canada and Europe, all of these agendas were in plain sight, and Obama aligned himself with all of them, and all these groups provided huge support for Senator Obama. They didn't even get into the terrorist uh, connections that we talked about today. The liberal agenda was all there, but too many people just didn't want to see it. Christians didn't want to take the time to find out who Barack Obama was when they voted for him. Again, the, the votes are it's predetermined. Why did they risk our nation's future on him? It was a mistake that changed the course of history. And again, that would be if the votes counted for anything. So anyway, that's that's the teachings on um, Barack Obama. I'm going to be taking a week off next week. I've, I've just <laughs> I just need I, I I need a little little break here, um, and um, uh, we'll see what this next week brings. And it, this is something that that you know we can be in prayer about, and and ultimately, I, you know, just we need to pray that may the Lord's will be done because uh, I see this see very many ways that the Lord could use this. Um, you know, to bring judgment on this country and the uh, house of God. Uh, I'll go ahead and end this in a word of prayer today. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time that you have given us.
Praise you, Lord God, for your goodness and your mercy. I praise you, Lord God, most of all, for the salvation that you have given to the body of Christ, Lord God, for the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross to save our souls, Lord. I pray, Lord God, that many would would be affected by the truth that is going forth, Lord, not just here, Lord, but wherever your word is being preached worldwide, wherever your truth is going forth. You would use that truth, Lord God, to open people's eyes, that your name would be glorified through it, that you would use it to lead many people to the Lord Jesus Christ, that you would use the body of Christ mightily in these days to come, that we would pray in a manner that is pleasing to you, that the words of our mouths and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us, that you would forgive us for any and all sins that we have committed in any way, shape, or form, Lord God, as we would forgive those who have sinned against us. I do pray, God, for your mercy upon the body of Christ, Lord God, um, upon the unsaved, Lord God, that you know will be saved in the name of Jesus Christ, because you do know the beginning from the end. And we praise you, Lord. I pray your will will be done in these coming weeks. In regard to this issue with Barack Obama, I pray, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, in regard to Psalm 64, hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of land of snares privily. They say, who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded So they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord and shall trust in Him, and all the upright hearts shall glory. We love you, Lord God. We pray all these things and we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.